So I think we spoke about the, the, the brachas and the kolos one other time. The whole idea of brachas and kolos uh, that the simply gets certain of get brachas and kolos seems to be difficult to understand why these eleven. Why these eleven? And we know that in general, we, we, we keep in the Torah is esa bracha the beginning of the ending of parshas uh, the bracha is you keep the Torah and the klala is if you don't keep the Torah like so what's unique about these eleven uh, more than anything else that, that they're specifically chosen why was there a need to do that um, so we're not going to answer all the questions we'll just answer some of them so Hirsch doesn't ask some of those questions directly but I think from the points that he says we at least indirectly you can have a some explanation. So, now earlier at the beginning of the parsha, he talks about clearly this, this is this is done as Klaisel is entering into Eretz Yisrael. So it's clearly part of the, the process of what Klaisel is moving from the their existence in the midbar into what it means existence in their in their in Eretz Yisrael, which will be uh, they're acting as a nation in the, in, the, in their land. Uh, one of the points that he points out is here and also in, in the Teichacha that the Teichacha, he doesn't point this out, but it's written in an interesting language. It's written in the, it's, it's written in the, in the, in the singular, in the sense of the Teichacha is, the Barisham is saying, L'cha, these things will happen to you. Now, the phrase L'cha in the singular in the Torah, when talking to Klai, so it can mean one of, can understand one of two ways. Understood the collective body of Klaiyosel as it, as it, as a unit. So then the the, the, it's the singular language is used. Lachem um, clearly means to, to to all of you. Lachem um, can mean to each one of you, or Lachem can mean to all of you together as a unit. So that's also the singular. Uh, so it's written in the, in, it's written in the, in, in the singular. It says, but it can't mean. Klai Yisrael as a unit, because it says the verse is going to wipe you out with Dever, and he's going to wipe you out with Kheriv. Well, if you're wiped out with Dever, there's, two, there's no Kheriv, people left for the Kheriv section, right? So, so over there, it, it has to mean individuals. So part of the, the part of the process over here is as you become part of a nation, the challenge which every, every nation has is the balance between the, the national identity and function and each individual's Purpose and role in, in in that picture, so the the Klola is saying that the, the, these these the rehearsal suggests that part of the process of what we're doing over here is establishing the responsibility and the, the I guess the benefits for each individual person within the context of the nation. Okay, um, so the, the, the starting from Pesach Tezvov. So we have Yudal yud of Klodos. So the Yudal of Klodos, the first one is that a person uh, does does what a Zora is say, sir. So on the surface, he seems to be, be being a, a person who's keeping the Torah, but it, whereas that only the person knows about it, he's doing something which is wrong. Um, person is it says, curse me that they hold up the father, mother, and light esteem. So, publicly, he says one of the things about his parents, but in his mind, his attitude, he doesn't, he doesn't respect them. So that's makla. 
So that's something. So, so on page uh, 554, it says that or all blessing is denied to him who outwardly, outwardly plays the pious man devoted to God, but in secret denies the exclusive existence of the one God in his rule. That's about Azura, who is outwardly respectful to his parents, inwardly exhibits himself vastly superior to them. So they're cal and they're, 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 he doesn't, they're not weighty. The opposite of, of covered is like weightiness, there's a significance there. The opposite of that is, I, I, feel that I look at them as being lightweights. And we use that language in English. There's gravitas, there's, there's a way to discuss seriousness. I don't think I'm serious there, but you know, everybody knows that you know, they're, they're lightweights. That's makla. Um, um, then the, the, where in the eyes of men preserves the reputation of an honest man, but where it is un, unobserved, does not have the rights of his neighbor to his own advantage. They're talking about moving over the Masik wool. So he moves over the landmark. So what's the point of moving over the landmark? It's not noticeable. So he moved. The, he just took and it's a two, two feet of the guy's property. Nobody noticed the difference, right? So again, it's this it's, it's, it's private element. Who is full of enthusiasm for the welfare of his neighbors in the presence of the clever, intelligent people, who pushes short-sighted and blind people into misfortune. So he's 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 Mashkiv So the people which can't can't tell and can't notice people which are not of significance, he's happy to take advantage of. Um, who grabs before the powerful but denies the weak and helpless their rights. That's the Mata Mishpat Ger These people which don't really have, they're the people which with less power within society. They're, 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 they're impoverished, they, they don't have stature, they don't have positions. So these individuals he takes advantage of. Um, Pretends to be a highly set member of society to wallow in sexual licentiousness in intimate privacy, which is verses 20 to 24. Talks about different types of arias. Who does not dig a dagger into his neighbor. In the conversation, murders his happiness, his peace, and his honor. That's talking about Loshan Hara. Right? Makarei Basosar, remember all the names of say referring to the fact that you say Loshan Hara, so that's like... Um, yeah, I'm a very nice guy. I would, never, I would never hurt somebody. I just totally wipe out their, destroy their life with, by hurting their reputation. Um, enjoys the confidence of the community, but misuses in secret corruption. He takes shaykhat. So again, it's something which is hidden. All of those are hidden. And then the last one is that, that uh, which is a page. So, so that is, so how does he tie that? It's the flow of all these things. So the, the klola is specifically to the individual, which seems to be playing the part of the righteous individual, but when, when nobody knows, he is taking advantage of, taking advantage, doing, doing things that are wrong. The fast one is, even if he lives crappily and actively for himself, but looks in with indifference on the abandonment of the duties of the Torah in his immediate and wider circles. So Chazal say that uh, Beriyadim brings down that the klala is those which do not make sure that the Torah is being kept. Which means that they might not do any various on their own, but they don't take responsibility for anybody around them. Even if they have the ability and the opportunity to help correct other people, they don't care. It's unimportant to them. So again, the, the, the perception is the person who's dutifully connected to Torah but deep down, he doesn't care. Araya, he, the Benyarda says that 
if you have a um, his examples, but the general, if you have a member of the of the, the military who truly loves his king, will be very upset if the other members of the military are not doing the right thing. He wants the, the, the army to function properly. He wants the people to do what they're supposed to be doing. So it's important enough to him that he, he might want to say something. Uh, now, I'm not recommending you go out right now and start you know, being a Muslim mouth. You know, like, oh, you know, that's, that's, uh, it, it, it has to come from, what she one time said, she said over Misa, David, you've heard this Misa, right? So, um, tells, had a very strong, the Zionistic movement in Europe, you know, even the Mizrahi movement, but the Zionist movement in general was, 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 had a tremendous antipathy to Torah. It was replacing Torah with, with Zionism. So the, re, the reaction of, of the Gedalim was very strong uh, against, uh, against Zionism. Um, the, the tells the Rover, you know, the, there's an essay that, in it where he talks about, in one, of the, one of his essays in the Sheridas, he talks about the, the problems that he has with Zionism, etc., um, so I think it was in 36 there was a speaker brought to the city of Tells who was a uh, Zionistic speaker and Gifter as a bucher decided with three of the bucher he's going to shut down the speaker so the speaker they rented out the main, main theater hall which of course is made out of wood um, for him to speak so they, they stationed four bucher in the four corners of the of the of the theater, and when the 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 the, person, the speaker got to his the high point of the drasha, you know whatever you know, the climax, they they screamed they screamed fire, and stampeded everybody out of the building. Uh, so the next day he gets a call from the, his rosh hashiva, calls him rosh hashiva, calls him in. I guess the the, the hashiva. I'm not sure how we knew who did it, but he was—he was, he was no. Apparently, he was—he he knew that he'd done it. He called him in and he says that wildness is not canos. You know, he says because he said, I thought he was going to get a yeshakayev. He was mechanic in his I'm like pinchas mamish. You know, he says I got kicked out of yeshiva for a week. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, at least he got kicked out for something geschmack. You know, like yeah, he got kicked out because he went to a movie. That's like that's horrible. Like, I, you know, he went to movie theater, but not to a movie. <laughs> um, so, see, so she was said it over that you know that the Parashat Pinchas come out every year is over this over the story. She says, "Prove she nit knows, vil kaitish nit knows." She says, "How do you know?" He says, "When you put on your tefillin, you feel." A, a, Feeling but it's, there's not this wild intensity. I mean, maybe it would be very nice if we had that, but we don't. It says when you do your kanos with the same level of intensity as you do your patrillin, you know it's the shame shaman. But you get a kashmak out of it, it's not coming from the, the, the kanos, it's coming from the pros. The kashmak to do something wild, you know. So it's coming from the vilt, the vilt Um So that's not what we're recommending over here. But he's saying that, that, that this, he's saying that. If Torah is a, a lifestyle, so whatever you get away with, you get away with. 
So inside inside the person, there's an emptiness. So when I'm public, I always say I care about being respected member of the society. I want the benefits of the society, etc. So I'm going to play along with the rules. But what's going on inside of me is that it doesn't mean that much to me. So therefore, I can take it. I will do whatever I want when it's when it's when when it's not nobody notices. That same that's the same root of the problem when the person says, I'll do whatever I'm doing, but I don't really care about anybody else. But he's really saying, it's not important to me. Because to be important to you, you would be, it would, it would, if you understand the value of what you're doing, why would you not want to share it with somebody else? Why would you be okay that other person... Uh, one of my relatives was getting married to a non-Jewish woman. Uh, so I explained to them why I'm, you know, I'm not attending the wedding, etc. So my sister, like, who's uh, very liberal, uh, tree-hugging, uh, feminists, whatever, um, like, you know, she said, you know, like, you made life choices. We were respecting your life choices. Why don't, you, why don't you respect his life choices? So I said to her that it says that I, I you don't believe in what you're just saying. It says the only argument between the two of us is is there such a thing as spiritual damage? So we're talking about. It says imagine that relative was standing in the, we were standing in the kitchen, standing here in the kitchen. He's about to put his hand into the fire. <coughs> Says what we do is I pull his hand away. Excuse me, let him let him, his, his, make his life choices. Let, let him let him burn his hands. The answer is you love him enough, you care about him enough that you wouldn't want him to hurt himself. So you will intervene and pull his hand out of the fire. And you're, you're not respecting his life choices, right? Because so the only argument to me and you is I believe there's something spiritual spiritual damage. You don't believe in spiritual damage. That's the only argument. We both agree that if somebody that we care about is hurting themselves, we, we would like to try and intervene. We're not going to say we're going to respect their life choices. So the, the argument is, is that I believe that what he's doing is, is equivalent of sticking his hand into the fire. You don't. So let's not make this argument about a, sheet, a, a life sheet about the So well, one little prat, that's it. And she said, you know what, you're right. right? So her credit, <laughs> she's an intelligent you know, woman. You know, she said, yeah, it's a good, you know, not that she changed her lifestyle, because then after that, and all she became all stupid. No, it didn't work like that, you know. Um, like that's that's the stories you get from you know from Pesach Chrome, but I, I'm, not, I'm not into those uh, yet. I haven't got any of those that have ever happened to me yet. So, so if I really look at, I remember I told you, you know, Mrs. Mrs. Katz, that she had a combination of a tremendous love of other people and a tremendous amour that the Torah is the best thing you could ever give a person. So that's how she was an effective cure a person. Because how would you not want to share it with somebody? So so why why are these what what is why is that called order? Uh, so the um, the morale when he talks about the concept of, of, of or klala and bracha or order and uh, and bracha, he says if you look at the letter you look at the letter Baruch Baruch is Three, three, all the three letters of the word Baruch, the three letters of the Beis, Reish, and Chav, all of them are the idea of multiplying. Beis is two, Reish is 200, Chav is 20. So as opposed to being, staying 
in place, it's a of increasing. So a, the, the, a brecha, a, a, a spring is called a brecha because it's constantly producing, gushing forth, etc. So bracha is the idea that there's going to be increase. And klola is the idea that it stays where it is. It's, it, 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 there's, it, it's, it, there's no life to it. A life, something which is alive, produces fruit. It grows, it develops something. Klola is when it just stays where it is. It never, it's never able to produce anything. So the, the person who, this is all on, on the surface, but inside it doesn't mean anything to him. It's not, it's not really rooted inside of him. It can't produce anything. It's not going to produce fruit. So uh, generation, what happened in Europe, like the, the, the um, I wonder if Shira Chaim spoke about, we were talking about it, what, the, what the venue was, that the status of the communities between the two wars, most people were not from. Whereas before World War I, most people were. So what happened? These people weren't really rooted in Torah. It was his culture. It wasn't that they had an emotional connection to Torah mitzvahs. That's what their Bobby did, that's what their Zaydi did, that's what their Altababa did. As long as they're still sitting in Shtetl, that, that was a lifestyle, that's a, so you kept it. But it didn't, it didn't, they weren't connected to it. it came World War I, and there was a tremendous amount of mis- people which were displaced, that the people had to run away. There's refugees all over. They, they, so they were, were part of, they, they, it wasn't a flow of generation to generation of just doing it because that's what you do. Now they had to make a decision. They wanted it. They, they didn't want it. It wasn't important to them. So that was it. Uh, so the time the war was over, they even they came back to their communities, but the communities... The structure of the community had had been had been affected. The hierarchy you had you had this whole system. The kahila was it was all wiped out. The vast majority of Jews between the two wars in Europe were not from. Right, so it it it, it can't produce it, it, it. It can't it can't flourish. It can't grow. It's horror. So the averas which are by definition where the person is doing it and it looks like it should be a source of a blessing because he's 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 doing something which is the Torah describes as bracha. He's keeping Torah mitzvahs. But if inside it doesn't mean anything to him, it's not going to work. And that's the, that's the, that's his parsha. So you're moving into Eretz Israel. There's a society, and there's this nation, and everybody's getting part of the nation, and they're all. Uh, if you if, if your your connection to Yiddishkeit is based on society, society, I have to make sure I'm in my place in society. I remain this nice from a yid, but I really don't care about it inside. So whatever's in my house, right? I'll be a Jew on the street and a, and, a, and a goy at home, right? That was like you know basically what he's saying, right? So that's order. That's the clause. The point is that each that the, of giving Eretz Israel is that there should be a, a vehicle where each individual person can flourish. We're going to give you the the strength of a society, keeping Torah mitzvahs, that therefore the, you personally can develop a, a personal connection to it and then grow from that. So these will all be indicative of of the of the world of bracha or the world of klala. 
And he said the fascinating thing. Uh, move it to page. Um, so if you went back prior to World War One, you could go back centuries. I mean, when, when would you find Jews living the lifestyle you would like prior to World War One? Because for centuries we struggled. I mean, we were very poor, discriminated against. I so, mean, so it's interesting. So, um, the, the Meshachochma has a very powerful piece, Prussian Kosai, where he says that if you look at the history of Klayasov, so what happened is every time that there, it's a little scary piece. Um, so, the Jews were were persecuted, expelled from country X, and they go to country Y. So they came in, and they, they made a decision to build Yiddishkeit. That decision is real. So those people who are building Yiddishkeit, are doing it, they are alive with Yiddishkeit. And that first generation, they're tremendously successful, start making the new institutions of Torah, of Yiddishkeit, whether it's the Shul, whether it's Yeshiva's, Schools, all of that, they're building. So there's, they, they have a chance to see that they, they, they are they are building something which is valuable to them. So they, they feel strongly connected to it. The next generation comes in, and it's fairly, it's it's it, the structures exist already. So they uh, there's still room to expand it. So but tell me, the third generation, the nature of men is they want to be, they want to accomplish something, they want to build, they want to make something their own. They can't make this their own because it's already there. So they're going to look for something else. And, and then when, when that happens, they, they, their connection to Yiddishkeit becomes tenuous. And then that's when the clawless punishment come and the cycle starts over again. That's the Meshach Chachma writes. So it's a little bit scary. Thought process about build, building terror in America after the war, and you, the generation of the Shishivas and those those people. These people were on fire. They're building terror. My generation was the people directly connected to that generation. Those people. So you, you, you're what you saw was these people which were mamish on fire. You know, so it sort of like warmed you up a little bit also. Right? That's another generation, like, you know, so, so you're trying to find in, in, in innovative ways to develop terror more because, because we live in a society where there's so much innovation, we can use innovation to help build terror also. So there's that aspect of it. There is an aspect of it that, it, that this next generation is the idea that, I would say, Focus on terror to the exclusion of anything else, and it shouldn't be have an allure because you're so excited building what you're building. It doesn't have an allure; it's not there anymore, shall we say? And you have you have a society of, of people, very few, etc., which are becoming much more magushim because that's where they can span themselves. They're not they're not going to become the biggest talmud They're not going to become the person to build up terror because that, that's all been done. So I can build a bigger house. So, that's scary. So, what was it in Europe? In Europe, you know, th th that was, you know, there was so many bumps along the way that you rebuilt from. 
So it's, it was sort of like, uh, yeah, but in some places it was. The, what was the what was the point of the Hasidim? The point of the Hasidim was that the Rosh was already in the 1700s. They're already grappling with this issue, right? That the people are just not really, really. They're just doing it because, right? yeah. So it was a problem ready for generations. Okay. This is a fascinating thing over here. It says that the Chazal say that that every one of these before the, there was the or there was the Baruch. So 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 let's get the Baruch right. So we're sending the Lashon Baruch. So, Baruch is a person who doesn't put a getchka in his, in his, in his, in his privately in his, in his house. And that sounds pretty easy. Just don't put a getchka in. You got a bracha already. Right? Baruch is the person who's not shaykhib with a behemoth. Right? So, say, you got a bracha. As long as you're not shaykhib with a behemoth, you got a bracha. Right? Or shaykhib in chosantoy. Right? That... So as long as you don't you're not shaykh with your mother-in-law, you get a bracha. That sounds pretty easy, right? You know, like, hey, wow, you know. Like, um, so he says a fascinating thing. Um, it's on page five fifty-seven. The text only contains the Ura sentences, which, as we remarked, were always preceded by the by the Baruch declaration and the simulation of the subject of the Ura sentence. The, the Baruch was Baruch Hashemoyas the Pesach all the sins which come under the curse, except for the last one, are positive, active transgressions of prohibitions. So the sentence of promising blessings refers to the mere abstaining from transgressing prohibitions. You get a bracha from abstaining from doing an aver. Blessed is possible be he who does not give himself up even in secret to Tadalsa's ideas. Even secret heart does not nourish disrespect to his father and mother. Does not allow in secret the depraved acts. What infinite comfort lies here? How much dearer is the blessing to us than the curse? Just don't do it. You're blessed. Right? Be blessed. The curse only comes if we positively and actually do something bad. But we have only to abstain from doing any of these curse-bringing acts that already brought the blessing on us without our doing anything at all. So the first ten, you get a bracha... By behaving. That's all. Just being a good boy. And you get bracha already. Whereas the last one, and that's not true, because the last one is sitting past and not doing anything. You're not, being, you're not building up the Torah. You have to, you have to be Mekayim the Torah, which means make him the Torah, which means give it, help it stand. So when somebody's with, doing something improper, you have to find a way to strengthen. So that if you sit there and don't do anything, you, then you get a claw. Only the last sentence of the list of the curses speaks of being cursed for abstaining from doing something and only promises blessing if we have to do something. This refers to recognizing or not recognizing or maintaining or refraining from maintaining the Torah. In that case, indifference is already sufficiently grave to entail coming under the curse. A blessing will only come if everyone does what he possibly can do to ensure that the everlasting Torah receives it's, it's everlasting recognition of its validity and it's, and it's observed. So, now he makes it sound like easy. Some of them are easier than others. He's not just he refrains. You know, his father just said something really stupid. He doesn't think anything negative about that. Right? That's an accomplishment. 
right? Um, there's all these ideologies out there which are pulling at him, and he doesn't follow them. That comes from a position, they're saying, the reason why it's deserving of bracha, it comes from a position of recognizing the value of what it is. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to damage it. There's a fascinating piece from the Sashurim. Um, he says, what's your escape? Don't what your escape. That husband and wife are in a relationship, right? And the, the relationship means means the world to the husband. He loves his wife tremendously, etc. He doesn't want. He will not do anything which damages the relationship because the relationship is too valuable to him. He doesn't want the damage that the hate's going to do. <coughs> I don't want hate. I, I'm scared of what it's going to do to me. Right. So. I understand that hate acts as a barrier to me and my creator, myself and my creator. And the most important thing to my, in my life is myself, is my relationship with my creator. So therefore, I, I, not only do I not do hate, the whole idea of hate scares me. That I, I want to, st- I, I stay far away from it because I, I don't want it, I don't want to get that, the relationship to be damaged. So the, the bracha is the person, it's important enough to him, it's not the, the Chazal said the person who has opportunity to do an Abeira and refrains gets Kar Kili did a mitzvah. So the person never has the opportunity, means it never presents itself. The opportunity presents itself, he says, I, I don't want that because it's not worth it for me. The, I, the, I have something more valuable. He's made a statement of how important the Torah is to him. That gives bracha. Um, the guy, you know, just his mother in law happens to be getting his nerves, so he's not, he's not you know. That's not because of this. That's, that's not going to get a bracha for that, right? But the, the so it's a fascinating thing. Um, he says the next point that he says is that the fact that the Torah includes beron lechaveroi and beron lemalkim together, and, and even, even the flow is funny because it starts out with 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 beron lemalkim. What is our then there's Makalvima, which is Bedom Lechaveroi, arguably, his respect for the parents. Masib Gubereyo is Bedom Lechaveroi. Putting it even being a stumbling block for an Ibar Bederek. Matamishba, those are Bedom Lechaveroi. Eshes Aviv, Behema, Echoisoi, Chaisantoi. Those are primarily those are Bedom Lamakim. Those are the, the, if both consenting parties. The problem is Bedom Lamakim. The problem is Bedom Lamakim. Then it goes back to Makre Ebesoser and the Kach Shoicha, which is Bedom Lamakim. says, Why does it do that? He says, Because that's a false dichotomy. The Torah is not Bedom Lamakim. It's, it's one. The Torah is one. We're here to do the Russian Makamish Boraku, which expresses itself in our respect. For relationship with the Kodesh Baruch and a relationship with, with with his children, so we have responsibility to both of those equally. It's not it's not it's mixed together. It's not separate un- units. Um, uh, the So the morale says that you look at the word order starts with an olive. It has duration. It starts with an olive, and the word kol starts with a kuf. Which again, it's the idea of the the nature of klola is when if the if the, the made the nature of man that he's going to be productive, he's going to produce, he's going to 
flourish, he's going to produce fruits. And he doesn't do that. In a certain sense, he's, he's remained within his original existence and nothing was produced with that. That's Klola. So Brock has the ability to produce and to flourish and Klola is that you, remain, you just stay stuck. You're not, even, you're not suddenly, suddenly regressing. But that itself, the Barsham put you in the world for a purpose to bring the world to act. You could do that. You don't do that. So that's already the, the reality of Klolo. Um, one other point that we want to share with you. Um, um, Shalyokin, um, it's not page five fifty six. It's not saying that Shalyasa, the neglecting of a single mitzvah would entail the curse. Now Rashi learns like that, by the way. Shalyokin means a person is not committed to keep all the Torah. So Rashi looks to mean simply it's a question of a person who's going to make a kabbalah to keep all the Torah, and if they don't do that, Shalyokin means you're not committed to keep everything. You got to call. That's what Rashi learns the pasuk. That's pretty scary. Okay, so that's not what it says. Who does not maintain the words of Torah to be kept, i.e., who deprives one single word of the Torah of God's Torah of its validity and binding power, which lets himself be persuaded that it no longer need to be kept, has lost its meaning or importance, and equally so. Whenever he can, does not stand up with all of his might and is actively seeing the mitzvahs of the Torah are kept. So this this is a Gemara in the Yushalmi. Lomad velimed shamer v'asa. Himamish the man learned he taught, but hoisipuka b'yada lahaksik v'lehiksik he had the ability to strengthen Torah and he doesn't do that. The reason or even man has studied the Torah and taught it has been careful not to adjust the prohibitions and the further and does the commandments, even though he's. But he'd been able to influence and strengthen others to do likewise and refrain from doing so, he too will become under this curse. Um, we live in a society which is like. Tachoch uh, is not in. Why is Tachoch not in? I remember when I had time, just one time giving it. I woke up with a person and I say, Excuse me, sir, I think you left your lights on in, in your car. He says, Excuse me, what's your business? It's my, it's my car. I don't want to tell my husband, I live my life. Why are you budging in my life? You know, just, you know chill out. It's my car. Right? Most people say, Thank you very much, and they go turn off the lights. But when I tell the guy, you know, I think, you know, you, know, you shouldn't talk to a daven because, it's, you know, it gets all beroy. He goes, well, what do you, who do you, who do you, and you, and you, you know, bet, like, you didn't say, and you leave your car, lights on your car also sometimes. So what, who do you tell me about leaving the lights on the car? You know, we were there, oh, thank you very much. Like, I, I'm pointing out something positive to the person, something which needs to be corrected. It's, be, it's for his be- benefit. His battery shouldn't run out. So he says, thank you. The answer is, I don't wrap up my ego in my lights in my car. <coughs> right, so I don't I don't take it as a personal attack on me. It's a, it's it's a information about my car. Right, but when you tell me that I shouldn't talk to a dove, what what I'm hearing is 
that you're saying, oh, I'm a bad person because it's, it's an avera to talk during davening, and therefore I'm a bad person. So he has all this emotion, so he f- pushes back. Let's say the guy is a, a car, car mechanic who his specialty is maintaining batteries. And over there, I say, you know, you left your lights on. It's going to be a challenge because now he's embarrassed. Because he's the guy who, like, you know, made the major, you know, push in society to make sure everybody turns off their lights because it's used to save, save the planet. We should have to make new batteries. And he left his batteries on. Like, he says, oh my gosh, you know, it's going to be, because now it's personal. But as long as it's not personal, it's just a piece of information. But uh, uh, now, objectively, there's no difference between the two of them. I don't know, Rabbi. I notice. I notice that you, 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 you're, you're saying some words incorrectly in Davening. Thank you very much. You know, your tefillin's off. So I, I, I worked on a pillow. You know, I, I you know, help tighten the tefillin. Some will say, "Oh, thank you so much." And one guy says, "You know, it, it's, it's all my traveling pair of tefillin, and my hairline used to be down to here, like to here. You know, like you know, like you know, like." All I offered was to help you put your till in the right place. Why, why are you giving me a whole shingle tar that your hairline used to be down to here? Right? <laughs> right? When your hairline didn't used to be down to there, you know? If you stay, I'll tell you a story privately. Okay. Again, so if I walk over to the guy and I say, Look, I am the holy rabbi who noticed the fact that you are not working your till properly. And I'm now going to be condescend to come down from my holy mountain to help you plebeian be corrected. So you should have olam haba. Of course, he's not going to want it, right? Even though it's beneficial for him, but it's so it's it, it's so demeaning. That the message is demeaning. It's hard to accept it. Now, I didn't mean it like that, but you might have heard it like that. Rabbi Lovasky has a story about that he was having a conversation with this secular Jew was sitting in his office, they were talking. He says, you know, Rabbi, you know, there's this issue that, you know, you rabbis, like, you know, think less of us. I'm sitting in this room and I hear this voice <coughs> saying that I'm not, I'm not good enough because I don't keep, you know, I don't, I don't keep tournaments, he says. Jorilovsky in his wonderful way, he says, you might be hearing a voice, but I'm not saying it. If you're hearing that voice, it's inside of your head. My presence as a person who shares my mitzvahs leaves you uncomfortable because you start wondering: Are you doing the right thing or the wrong thing? I didn't say anything. That's your own insecurities, which which are develop, which are expressing it. So we don't mean the first when I moved here. Um, so Ethan Katz was a. Did, did an event now in Cleveland at the camp, the first time Camp Coltar brought in a singer. Um, so, uh, so after like he did X about the songs, he stopped. He wants to speak about his connection, connection to Tell. So he said he has his Marvarabi Reingold says I want to tell you that I first met him the first time I saw him. I was so scared of him. With his big you know, pay is the whole scary looking rabbi etc. Says I got to know him. Like you know, was realized that he's you know it was, it was so warm etc. That was like the reminded me of a, we were, I was here about five six years ago. A person comes up to me to apologize. And it's like what are you apologizing? I took a friend of mine. And, uh, he says you know when you came, uh, apparently he, I don't I don't I do not recall the conversation. Apparently he basically told me something along the lines of taking my strength and going back to New York. Um, 
something along those lines. Where's your scramble now? <laughs> what was happening? He thought I, I was busy judging him, and that made him feel very uncomfortable. He decided to like tell me, like, you know, you think you're so holy, just go back to New York and with your your holiness. I says I got to know me. That's not what I do, you know. Now I ne- never sat and judged him about that, and most people don't sit and judge people about that, right? Mm-hmm. But he, whatever reason he felt insecure, he's hearing me say it. He's projecting his insecurities that I'm the one. My presence is, is doing that to him. I look like very holy, right? Big pay is uh, the whole thing, right? Like that. So he says, "Okay, so, you know, just do me a favor. Just get your your holiness back to New York. We take your show back to New York." I'm not sure. I remember the conversation, but uh, it's like, uh, so what's happening? He's afraid that I'm prejudging him. I'm prejudiced with him. See, he was prejudiced with me. That I'm the person who does that. So. He, he, he projected his insecurities and his act of being prejudiced onto me. So that's why this myth is challenging. Is we know that that's what people, how people react, so we are uncomfortable doing that. But somebody you really care about, you would like to, to, to try and help them, correct themselves. Now you might have to do it in an intelligent way, because they don't want to be babied, they don't want to be controlled, and they don't want to be demeaned. But they had some idea that I want to help them. You know, and I want to find a way to give it across the way which I'm respecting them as, a, as an individual. And I'm not demeaning them. You know, it's come, come matter, matter of fact, you know, I have, I, I happen to be a doctor and I happen to have medical information. And I would like to point out to you that, you know, that, you know, I think if you do it like that, you might be hurting yourself. You might, you know, t- tear, your, tear your meniscus. Do it like this. I'm a therapist, you know, physical therapist. I say, you know, do it like that because you might hurt yourself. I say, thank you. But, so why shouldn't I do the same thing? You know, why am I doing that? Because you're a friend of mine. You're, you're close. And I, I don't want you to see you're hurting yourself. So I'll do the same thing over here. So the Asher Yochim, if he sits there and he's comfortable saying that I'm okay with just, just me, if Torah is really valuable to you, and that's the story I tell you from you know, Mrs. Katz, I'm going to the story. The woman who made me, who was making me from, so she, her mission in life was, was, was helping people. She loved helping people. She also had tremendous amunah. So the combination of the two was the best way to help people is making them from. But she, she was involved in when the, like, the Russians, you know, first started coming to America, they have, you know, when they started, they opened up the, the, the 89, like, so all these influx of Russians, she said, these people need places to live, they need food, they need jobs. She was busy doing all of that. No, no, Yiddish guy. She wants to help them. At the age of 15, I tell you the story, Ben-Gurion came to Chicago, she grew up in Chicago. So Ben-Gurion came to Chicago to speak, and so they had this community reception for him, etc. It was at some hall. And so he's sitting up on the stage with all of the other individuals over there. And he looks around and he realizes that he's the only person bareheaded. It's a Jewish event. So these people, they're not religious, they wear a yarmulke. Binger didn't wear a yarmulke. So he's a little uncomfortable. So she put out a yarmulke from her purse. She's 15 years old and she threw it up at the stage to him and caught it there. She caught at the age of 15 that Binger is not going to have a yarmulke. Because that's who he is. 
he's embarrassed not to have a yarmulke. So she put a yarmulke into her, into her purse. They shouldn't be embarrassed to be able to give it to him when he, when, when, by, by the event. That's what she was at the age of 15 years old. She was already way ahead of the curve of understanding people's, people's emotions. I went to visit her in, um, uh, shortly before she, she was, she was nifter. I went to visit her. She was in a re- rehabilitation, re- rehabilitation um, uh, facility. Uh, she had had multiple illnesses, and you know, she was really not well. So they're trying to work her, you know, helping her, you know, strengthen her walking, etc. So I walk into her. So the first thing is, barely I have to introduce to somebody. There's the woman. The, the, there's a, next room over. There's a couple living there. They're like a nursing home, right? Um, Rebelli, this woman's mom said she's such a sadekis. She just undertook Mrs. Katz had convinced this woman to stop wearing pants. At the age of eighty-seven, she's becoming. He's making. She's making her frum. Like she's busy making this eighty-seven-year-old woman, conservative woman frum. She just committed not to wear pants anymore. That's more serious. And she's only wear dresses. Rebelli, she's such a sadekis. Like, so it's such a wonderful woman. Like, like she was looking at the type of the person. Right. Her dream, she's 87 years old. She, Mrs. Katz was already older than that. She was, she passed away a few weeks later. And, you know, I, I could help another yid become from Like, of course, well, I, I, I want to do that. But she was able to do it. Like her, her vantage point was, wow, this woman's so special. Look what she's doing. Like, like I'm not, I, I, I'm nothing like that. I, I wouldn't have the strength to do that at you know, that age. Look at her. You know, she came to the vantage point that this woman is way ahead of her. So, of course, she was able to talk to the person. She, she loved it. She cared about the person. She, the idea that the woman should keep mitzvahs, not keep, you know, do the thing the right way was important enough to her to speak to her about it. But she did it in a way that the woman felt like she put, her, she put the woman on a pedestal. So the result was that she was able to move her. Like says they're working coming Shemar Shabbos. It's like, yeah, it was like until <laughs> her last day. You know, she was a very positive, upbeat person. She was nifter during Lazar's show. My son's Shabbos. So she wanted to come to the class, and the doctor said, "No way. She's going to." She, she actually arranged with Atzola to, to she rent to Atzola to bring her to, it with life, you know, everything she needs to come to the castle. They said no way. It's the comes to Fashas. But they arranged that somebody should have it like a tablet to walk around just to see the, you know, the, you know she'd see the event. So I called her the next day, how to wait. She says, Rebelli, it was better than being there. I got to see you dancing with the, with the laws of the see you dancing. You know, I never get to see that because I'm on the lady's side. I got to see that this time. It's so much better. I'm so, it was so beautiful. Like, yeah, real like, oh my gosh, I couldn't make the chas, it's so sad. Okay, I saw the thing, it's not the same. Like, that's the sad in the rest of it. But she's like, wow, it was like great. You know, it was like better than, better than being there. Like, it was like, that was her. She just saw the positive. But that, from that vantage point, so she was able to look at the people in a positive way. So the message is, you're so positive. You're so wonderful. Can I help you a little bit? I'd like to point out, you know, from that vantage point, it's, it's doable. You know, they say we want to give, give the what the Harvard sandwich, the Harvard the, 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 the psychologist recommend you want to give something criticism, you sandwich between a compliment, two, two compliments. If that's all you're doing, the, the, deep down the, your real goal is, 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 the, is the, the, the the meat in the meat in the middle. The sandwich doesn't work. 
if you really respect this person, you have something that you really respect about them, they can smell that that's real. Then the bread is important, and then the, the meat comes along also. But if, if the, the sandwich doesn't work, if you but if you mean it, if if what you want to give is important enough that you're willing to find a way to do it because you care about them, truly care about them, and then the message will come across. I, I care about you, and I, I think you're somebody worthy of being cared about. And I see tremendous power in you, miles in you, and I care about you. I want to give you something. Most people say, thank you very much, which is the way she did it. Okay.